Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scaries podcast brought to you by our good friends at Blue Wire and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Darick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darick. Tyler, no-brainer Sunday Scaries moment. Football's over. Yeah, it's a terrible season. Came to an end tonight with a pretty unexciting Super Bowl, I would say, given all the hype surrounded uh, by with Mahomes versus Brady. He said it was the GOAT Super Bowl, and Brady Brady wins another one. It's surreal that he went to the box, a team that has had no success. I think Romo said it during the broadcast that they have the lowest winning percentage out of any pro or any big four sport team in history. One year wins the Super Bowl. He's just the best. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a, it's a tough day for our guy Jameis. Um, he leaves Pop and Brady, and, and we have what what we've seen here. But, yeah, I agree. A really, really weird Super Bowl. I think we both probably thought it would be a decently high-scoring game, close. Obviously, Vegas thought it would be close with the three-point spread. But the Chiefs get off to a good start. They score first. And then from there, it felt like they absolutely had no chance in terms of blocking anyone on the uh, Bucks front seven. The entire game, I think, was summarized by Mahomes just running for his life. His receivers, besides Kelsey, and Kelsey had to drop, but just not being able to make big enough plays when he needed it. Um, they got the big goal line stop in the first half. It felt like that could have swung some momentum, but the Bucks kind of get the ball back. It's 14-6. The Chiefs, like, okay, they're going to go into the half, down the touchdown, whatever, no big deal. They kind of weathered the storm, and Brady does what he does best, drives down the field up 21-6. I do want to touch on the some of the penalties. I mean, what do you think of that P.I. call on uh, in in the end zone that ultimately set them up on the one-yard line? Yeah, that was, that was a terrible call. Brady on that play is just kind of throwing it away there to preserve some time clearly out of the end zone, and they called on Tyron Matthew on Mike Evans. That was a bad call. There was also, on the interception that the Chiefs had, 
it was seven to three. They Tyron Matthew picked it off and they called a holding on one of the cornerbacks on Kansas City. So there were some bad calls that did benefit you know the Bucks in the first half and they took advantage of it. And that's that was kind of the story of this team throughout the playoffs, whether it be turnovers or penalties that other teams had they just always took advantage and made sure they turned those into touchdowns so you could say oh Brady got lucky here they got lucky there anytime that the other team made a mistake they capitalized so that's all you can ask from this team and we talked about it leading up to the game Chiefs offensive line issues um, Eric Fisher got hurt in the AFC championship game a couple other guys are out and everyone's like oh you know Mahomes he's he could do anything he's the best but Give credit to Todd Bowles. A coach can't win Super Bowl MVP, but if there was to be someone, it could have been Todd Bowles. His defense played incredible. They only blitzed on 9.6% of the dropbacks, which was the lowest rate by Bowles' defense over the last five years. And just with the four-man rush, they had a 16, they had 16 pressures. They're in uh, Mahomes' face all night. And when Mahomes was throwing the ball to receivers on the outside, so not in the slot, used 10 for 22, 50 yards, and two picks. So their defense was absolutely incredible. That's kind of what we've said in the playoffs. They just have blue-chip guys across the field. And, like, throughout the year, it's kind of shaky. But when it mattered most, they stepped up and made plays. And they were incredible tonight. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like it's pretty amazing. You look at Mahomes' stat line. He only got sacked three times. I feel like it could have easily been 3x that, if not even 4x that. He he was incredible playing on turf toe, banged up. He got sacked once. He basically got creamed by, uh, I think it was a trio, maybe it was Shaq Barrett or Sue, and then Devin White hit him up top, and he got absolutely crunched. Um, but it was the entire game. He was just running around in circles for his life. Um, the Chiefs really did nothing running the ball. Clyde had the nice run to start the second half, but, I mean, they ran for over 100 yards. A lot of it was either Mahomes running for his life or that one long run by Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Kelsey played well. Tyreek Hill, you look at his end stat line, 7 for 73. He was largely a non-factor in this game, and I mean, on the pick pod, we spoke about it. I think the most bet, uh, the most public uh, prop bet was that Tyreek Hill reception yards over. Obviously, that didn't hit. Obviously, that's where I checked the box and, and was uh, one of my plays I liked. But it was just a dominating performance. And I feel like we've kind of had a nice little run of Super Bowls here. I mean, we had the Rams one that stunk, 49ers one. Very painful for us, at least an entertaining game. Um, you look at back at like the the Eagles Pad Super Bowl, obviously the Falcons won. This game was I feel like the most one sided game we've had. Like even though that Pats Rams game was boring two years ago, at least it came down to the fourth quarter. This really felt like it was never in the balance besides I mean, Mahomes threw a couple of ridiculous uh, passes to the end zone on the drive to cut it to 16. I think it was to end the third quarter early in the fourth, and I think Daryl Williams hit him right in the face mask, and that was kind of it. Like, give the Bucks credit. This was this was just domination. Like, there's no other words for it. It was absolutely dominating. One of, one of the best plays of the game was probably that play you mentioned where it hit Williams in the face. Mahomes was basically, like, parallel with the ground, throwing the ball, like, about to fall down, makes an incredible throw. If they catch that, maybe it makes it somewhat of a game. But, yeah, they just they didn't have a chance, and the Bucks defense was awesome. I, it's kind of reminded me of the Panthers-Broncos Super Bowl, Payne Manning's last ring. 
Bucks did a little more offensively than the Broncos did in that game, but just kind of like the high-powered team coming in, the Panthers that year, the Chiefs this year, how are they going to slow them down? And defense just kind of dominated. It was incredible. And on the Bucks' offensive side, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, all these guys who were kind of either the highest. hired guns. Yeah, the hired guns. Fournette was cut by the Jags, who was the worst team in the league. AB was out of the league for, you know, some – different reasons, but he comes back in, he has a touchdown in the game, Gronk had retired and, like, really didn't do anything in the playoffs, but he came alive tonight, and they showed the stat, him and Brady have the most touchdowns by any duo in playoff history, it's just like, imagine five years ago saying, like, yeah, Tom Brady's going to play for the Bucks, win the Super Bowl, and throw a touchdown to Gronkowski and A.B., just like a bizarro world. Yeah, two of them, it's... It was nuts. I feel like looking back on the hindsight, it's always twenty twenty. I sprinkled a little on Cam Bray first touchdown at plus twelve fifty since he kind of emerged in the postseason and Gronk had been more quiet. But felt like if if we're right for if, if we're Monday morning quarterbacking this and our listeners, it will be a Monday morning when they are listening to this. Of course, they were going to go to Gronk on the first touchdown and like had the biggest f you to Belichick. I saw the Patriots tweeted like. After the game, congrats to the best yeah, of all times. Yeah. Like sad, sad state of affairs for them, but just, just incredible. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Just Gronk coming up in the Super Bowl, just it's classic. Yeah, let's okay. Let's let's talk about this from the Chiefs side real quickly, since this is literally the first game since Patrick Mahomes was in college that he's lost by double digits. Uh, this one was domination. We know that they'll get those offensive linemen back next year. I saw they're they're already the Super Bowl favorite for next year. I think at plus five fifty, the Bucks are eleven to one. In in the grand scheme of things, Tyler, do you think that Mahomes losing this one like? I feel like it'll ultimately have, like, no long-term impact on his uh, legacy, just given the fact that he was playing with literally a house of cards blocking for him. They they, they couldn't. He had, at the end of the day, as great as a quarterback can be, um, it, there's only so much you can do there. I do feel like Andy Reid could have done more to help uh, negate some of that pass rush, whether it's working on more of the Tyreek Hill reverses, more quick screen plays. It still felt like everything was a little bit too slow, slowly developing. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do more kind of jet sweep type plays. I had taken a bet. I told you about it that I really liked McCole Hardman over three and a half rushing yards. They did a similar play in the AFC Championship game that hit big with Hardman. You thought they would do that, especially with banged up offensive line because up the middle maybe or trying to go over the tackles wouldn't work as well with these guys these backups in, but you still have so much speed on the outside with Hill and um, Hardman and these other guys. They never really tried it. It's a weird game plan. I don't I don't know what the idea, what they were trying to do really going into it. Like you said, Hill was pretty much shut out in this game. He had a couple catches at the end of the game that pumped up his stats, but he did nothing. So I don't I don't know what the game plan really was going into it. Does this hurt Mahomes' legacy? Uh, I don't know. It seems like he's going to get back to this spot, but you know, we, we have said that about other guys, right? Like Rodgers never got back, hasn't gotten back to the Super Bowl. Breeze never got back. Um, Big Ben was at a lot of them early in his career. He never got back. So it's not a guarantee that these guys are just going to 
win one early and you keep winning them, everyone would have said after Rodgers won in 2010 that they would get back there and he'd win multiple in his career, and it hasn't happened. So you never truly know. It feels like it's hard to imagine them not being right at the end again next year, but Mahomes is going to be off his rookie deal starting next year, so it's not in the same spot that they've been in these last few years. Yeah, and I think I I echo that sentiment, and I also – think it goes to show just how absurd this run is from Brady uh the 10th appearance the 7th ring he does it on the new team now um but we just don't see this in the NFL at the end of the day like as great as Aaron Rodgers has been as great as Peyton Manning was winning Super Bowls in bunches like this just doesn't happen um it's insane like how much would you pay to just have like a periscope a live feed of Bill Belichick watching this game. Oh, he had, he had to feel miserable, especially, like you said, with Gronk getting those touchdowns. And I think the craziest stat that there's so many great Brady stats, obviously, he now has more Super Bowl rings than any franchise in the NFL. He obviously won six of the Pats. I think the Steelers have six as well. Now he has more than all those teams. But the craziest stat is, Romo said this on the broadcast, he won three rings before he was 27 with the Patriots. Then he didn't win one from ages 28 to 36, and now he has four rings since age 36. He's just a machine, and you see him up on the uh, podium after the game. like He just hands the Super Bowl trophy to his daughter, and he said he's going to be back next year. Like All this guy cares about is winning. People are like, oh, does he want to? Spite Belichick, does he want to do this or that? Like, all he cares about is winning, and he doesn't care where he's doing it. It's absolutely uh, wild. And he's just, it's not like Manning's Super Bowl at the, or the second one he had with the Broncos, where he was clearly beaten down. Like, Brady obviously isn't as good as he was, you know, four or five years ago, but he's still really good. That touchdown throw to Gronk had a ton of steam on it, so it's not like he's breaking down physically, really. And even the AB one, and his energy period, right? The Peyton Manning one, he's literally essentially might as well have been in like a uh, like limping around on crutches trying to throw the ball with how much steam he had on it. Brady, he was going after Tyron Matthew, one of the best players, one of the secondary guys kind of in the NFL, like and a guy that's known for kind of running his mouth. And Brady like ran after him on the field and then threw that dart to Antonio Brown for the touchdown and then got in his face like – that's the kind of guy you want as your leader. Obviously, it's it's a given since he's he is six rings, nine is seven. But like that's that's something you just don't see out of a quarterback. No, the way the way he got into Matthew's face, I didn't like hear. Or that I feel like he's never it. he's never done that. Like he doesn't really like he barks mostly at like his own guys. I feel like that was like I feel like he was just so fired up for this game. Yeah, that was that was awesome to see. I mean, he's. He's just never – he's never going away at this point. He's going to play. If you told me right now he played until he was, like, 48, I'd probably believe you just because he's, he's still so good. He keeps in such great shape. The TB12 method, all of it, you know, his family wasn't with him the last two weeks, and a lot of guys, rightfully so, would say, oh, it took a big mental toll on me, all this. Like, I don't even think that phases him. I think he loved having the house to himself and just being able to study film and all that. So he's yeah. just – he's going to keep going. As hot far seat, as hot seat Giselle. Yeah, as far as these props go, I did oh. take issue with someone on Twitter. Uh, one of them we talked about the national anthem over under 
it went way over from what we talked about at a minute 57, but earlier in the week, I forget the guy's name, posted a video outside of the Tampa Bay Stadium of them practicing the national anthem, post how long it was. It was way over a minute 57. It was some, I guess it's 2.15, right? And he posts the video on Twitter, and everyone's calling this guy a hero and saying what a great work ethic he has. I'm, I'm sitting here like he just spoiled it for everyone, and they're going to change the line, <laughs> which they did, or they just took it down completely. So that was that was my uh, Grandpa Billy's bum of the week, moving ahead to that. Just absolute bum move to post that uh, and kind of affect everyone out there. It still went over for the new line, but that was still, still a great move. It still went over. Our analysis was spot on. At least my analysis was spot on about something in this game. So it's good that that hit. Um, but, yeah, if you're him – the gambling Twitter world was losing their mind over this, over that video, and it was very funny. I feel like it's not. There's always like rumors that leak, but like to have the full video was funny. He should have he should have released it like 30 minutes before kick, right? Like closer to so you can have the majority of the people have already bet the over realistically, um, and then at that point, like whatever the books are kind of scrambling. But posting it when he did, I feel like gives people. More, more than enough time to kind of take that down. Right. It was such an absolutely boneheaded move. Like on our book or a couple books, they took it down and it comes back up and it's 15 seconds, 18 seconds longer, which is a huge difference, obviously. And no anthem had really gone over that mark in a while. And luckily, you know, I still bet it because I just wanted to have fun with it. But luckily it still went over. Um, it was heads for the coin toss, so I won that. And then the Gatorade col- Gatorade color was controversial at the end. They didn't show it. They just showed Arians drenched, and they never showed a highlight. But people on Twitter got around to it, and it was blue. Um, so those are a couple of the different crazier props to hit. You know what I am happy? I just realized one of the uh, the props I gave out that I like the Bucks to have more punts than the Chiefs. That actually hit. I thought for sure that didn't hit, but it was 4-3, so that's that's nice to figure out as we're listening here live. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's good Grandpa Billy's bum that we got a U. I mean, there are a couple that come to mind, I think, an honorary one, of course, just the Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman. I've never seen domination like that in a Super Bowl. Like, I think I think the uh, 49ers D-line did a good job the first three quarters last year against the Chiefs team. Some of the Giants teams, when they played Brady, were pretty dominant. Um, but this was this was another level. My actually my actual Grandpa Billy's bum of the week, I think it's got to be Bill Belichick, right? Like, they purposely, his, his whole system was that nobody's kind of like bigger than the program there. And I, I thought for sure Brady was washed. I still, like, he's good, obviously, but I still don't think he, he definitely doesn't have the same juice he had, but they basically they kind of cheaped out on, on skill position players. They whiffed on a few first-round draft picks. We kind of saw what he did once he was in Tampa with some of the fun toys he had like, with Mike Evans and Godwin, all these people. Um, and I think he obviously thought he could move on from Brady and still make it work and but for it's got it's got to be Belichick. They, there's just no one that I feel bad because my Chiefs bets lost all this stuff. But nobody feel wor- feels worse than Bill Belichick right now. He has the scariest Sunday. Yeah, I mean I don't blame like the team Brady left in New England was pretty bad, right? Their best receiver Julian Edelman is so broken down at this point. They never really got any tight ends 
even as Gronk got towards the end there, he was clearly broken down. Like, they just never got skill guys there. So him leaving the Patriots and, like, I don't think it was, oh, the Patriots didn't want to bring him back. I think it was more Brady just being like, we can't win with this team. And that's all this guy cares about. So he goes to Tampa. But Belichick's bigger fault, as you kind of mentioned, is just in the draft the last two years, free agency. They just haven't. They haven't made those impact signings on offense and haven't put the pieces around Brady. So I think at some point that just broke down. And he was there for 20 years or so. They won six Super Bowls. Can't feel too bad for them. But, you know, I think by the end they just they haven't done a good job at all, you know, filling out that offense. And we saw it this year, how poor they were on that side of the ball. Um, the guy who posted that video, by the way, Zach Maskavich. Credit yeah. to him, I guess, mm-hmm. for putting in that work. But again, boneheaded move to post it the time that early. Um, I had. Do you think point so? Brady. I have I have a question for you on Brady. So for listeners that don't know, Tyler is a personal trainer in Chicago. He lifts weights. Um, that the rookie picture of Brady at the combine in the underwear. There's someone tweeted out next to his seven Super Bowl trophies. Do you think you could outbench him? Brady? Yeah, at, at, as that combine Brady. Uh, it's tough to say because they're, they're doing 225 there, which it's going to shock what, what would, I can't I can't do that weight. What, um, what, what would be your best – what what lifting exercise do you think you could take Brady in? Um, what's tough? Tom Brady. 22-year-old Tom Brady. Cap raises. Yeah, I think some leg exercises. My, you know, my, my, I don't, my trainer says I have great legs, um, so maybe some calf raises, some leg press machines, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy, like, the way he's transformed his body and he's just, like, in better shape than he was, like, five years ago, ten years ago. It's just – it's insane. Like, you have to wonder, like, with Mahomes um, – some of these other younger guys, like, is it going to be the same thing where they're going to be able to play this well into their 40s? We saw Rodgers won his third MVP last night. Is he going to keep playing this well for the next five years? Like, is this just the new norm? And Yeah, and then we like see it with, like, yeah. LeBron, right? Like, he's still – he's the top three MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe this is just the new norm, and we have to adjust our expectations. It's not the same with – guys like Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, who are breaking down. The rules have changed a lot, and, I mean, Mahomes got crushed a lot tonight. But most, mostly, you know, quarterbacks don't get hit as much. They get rid of the ball so much faster. So I think the expectation kind of has to adjust there that they won't be getting hit like we're used to kind of anymore, and they will be able to play like this uh, moving forward. Yeah, 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 it's insane. It's insane. I'm excited. Maybe we'll have some same way this uh, anthem over got blown up. Some people at your gym will start posting videos of you doing uh, calf raises. Won't be able to actually fact check on this. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone wants to see that. <laughs> um, yeah, Any anything else on this game, Tyler? I wish there was more, like, brutal beats, things like that, but it was just kind of... I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you have to. You have to, you, you, have you to want you want to you want a box pool. Congrats. Yeah, I won the first quarter. That was nice. But you have to think that the books in Vegas did really well because every Chiefs over pretty much didn't hit. Every Mahomes bet was under completions, yards, touchdowns. Obviously, Harry Hill. 
Tyree Kill didn't score. His yards went under. Kelsey hit his receptions and yards over, but yeah. he didn't score. They didn't score a touchdown. I saw Mahomes to throw no touchdown passes was 15-1. to 1. I'm sure all those bets were huge if anyone placed those before the game. But so you have to think Vegas did well. The under hit pretty easily. So all those public plays, I, I live bet the over. That obviously didn't work. But all the public plays kind of missed. But what did you think about at the end of the game when the Bucks pretty much clinched and Antoine Winfield went into Tyreek Hill's face and did the deuces, which he did um, back in Week 12? I thought that was an awesome moment, even though he got penalized and t- Tony Romo saying he didn't like it. I thought that was great because Tyreek Hill is a great player, but he, he showboated in that moment and he, yeah. he, got, he got back in his face about it. Yeah, he, he got revenge. I had no issue with it. The game was over at that point, and also, like, it's the Super Bowl. These teams, like you said, the the Chiefs stomped on them in Week 12. The game ended up close, but it wasn't. Um, so why not? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I didn't have, have any issue with it. But, yeah, definitely good weekend for, for the sports book. So it must be nice for them. Um, but, yeah, Tyler, I think – I think that's it. Does that uh, does that put a bow on uh, the 2020 season? We did it. We made it to the Super Bowl. It happened. So that's yeah, was, a win. That's a win. Yeah, it was, you know, obviously there were some shaky moments there during the season, but they got through it. And you know, I'm always sad when football ends. Obviously, it's great to have every Sunday, but I'm also thankful a little bit because I think the gambling. Uh, I needed a little break. My model, my computer was starting to break down on me. So I think. The break will be necessary, but I think the off season will be pretty great, and we'll be reminiscent of kind of what NBA off seasons are like with all the mm-hmm. quarterback movement that's expected. Carson Wentz seems like he's gonna get traded any day here now, maybe to the Bears. It seems like, which would be pretty funny. Um, but it seems like we'll have a lot of NFL news and the draft, obviously. So I don't think there'll be too much downtime. Yeah, yeah. Quarterback musical chairs will begin. But, um, yeah, I think that wraps up another season uh, of of the uh, of our NFL coverage. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll be back with some more NBA college hoops talk and even baseball, I guess, as well. So thanks, everyone, for giving it a listen.